Hey everybody, welcome to Bloody Podcast. I'm Maria Felix, and tonight I have the lovely, the wonderful. Hi, Cash. Hi, my name is Cash Abdumalik. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lori couldn't make it tonight, so it is the two of us yep. finishing up Nexium and Jeunesse after what I would say has been a very harrowing week yeah. of trying to get this together. <laughs> You guys should see her. She has no hair, <laughs> and she's just stressed out, and she's wearing uh, $0.99 cents to her bags for shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with the podcast. It's right, just I'm fashion. Sorry. Exactly. So last week, we were talking about Nexium mm-hmm. and the group within the group, Jeunesse. Jeunesse. So we'll jump right into it. Let's go to Jeunesse. Jeunesse, which was the women's group inside of Nexium. That was already starting to get a lot more traction. We have to remember that by this time, 2011, 2012, where we kind of left off, Nexium was already a well-established group, aka cult, mm-hmm. with tens of thousands of members who had gone through the executive success programs and the smaller num- subset inside of that that had gone through Nexium. This included the actresses Catherine Oxenberg, Nikki Klein, Alison Mack, Kristen Kruk, and Sarah Edmondson. I mentioned those names because they all, you know, they all come back. And I want to refresh your memory because mm-hmm. I'm courteous. Mm-hmm. It also included Catherine's daughter, India Oxenberg. And on top of that, Seagram heiresses Claire and Sarah Boffman. All of these women aided Keith in the funding, recruitment, and growth of Nexium. And subsequently, most of them, with the exception of Catherine and Kristen Kruick, recruited women into Jeunesse. And I say Kristen Kruick only allegedly didn't do that. Right, like... Like, I have to cover my ass. Okay. Like, our, like O.J. Simpson allegedly killed... If she did it. If she did it, it would have <laughs> gone down like this. Yes. I could, can, I ask, can I ask a quick question? Or yeah, should I wait? of course. No. Yeah. Okay. It seems as if good old Keith has a, has a, a penchant for uh, bringing women into the fold. Yeah. And his bed. Yeah. Were there women who were unattractive? Well, I don't want to say unattractive because beauty's in the eye of the beholder. However, were there women that didn't fall into his category of what he might think is beautiful? And if so, yes, there like, were. What did they do? Well, there was uh, Nancy Salzman, uh-huh. who's not a looker, uh-huh. just objectively. That was like the woman who created co-created Nexium with him, and he and then did that did that four day. Oh yeah, they like spent a room, spent four days in a room together. He slept with her too. He probably slept with her too. So there was a lot of he, and then he didn't sleep with all the women right away. Like he probably didn't sleep with Kristen Krug. Mm-hmm. He definitely didn't sleep with Catherine Ox because mm-hmm. it wasn't just Keith. It was the women underneath Keith who he had already exerted this like control over Dominance. who recruited other women and i'm only mentioning the women but there were plenty of men in nexium did he sleep with the guys too uh, um there's no accounts of it oh i hope he did but i mean like <laughs> vanguard week <laughs> i hope so too i hope yeah. he was all inclusive in his uh I really torture so. of people oh yeah there's that okay <laughs> <laughs> So going back to Kristen Kruick and her alleged involvement, if she did it, if 
Kristen Kurek had joined Nexium, she uh-huh. would have done it in 2010. Okay. <laughs> I like the way you're explaining this. <laughs> Which is when both her and Allison Mack joined Nexium in the subset of Vancouver. Mm. Smallville, the show that both Kristen and Allison were known for, was in, was in its second to last season. And according to a list published on Saratoga and Decline back in 2010, Kruick actually recruited Mac into the fold uh, of Nexium. It wasn't the other way around, which I had originally assumed it was. Because yeah, they had 11 seasons of Smallville. Damn, that's a lot. It's a lot. So they're in their 10th year at this point when they join. So Kristen Kruick stayed in the cult for some time. And according to Recovered Files, she made it all the way to sash color yellow plus two stripes. Ooh. So if you remember from the first episode, they had the sash system. Right. They adapted all those things from karate because that's what he takes what he likes. Yeah. He takes what he likes. <laughs> Sounds Good. really harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I takes what I likes. <laughs> so yellow plus two, tri- two stripes meant that she was a coach and therefore a recruiter mm. for Nexium. If those records are real. The only other way I feel like she could have had that much and not been a recruiter was just because she was a celebrity. Right. And they kind of gave her a faster, higher status, which they tend to do with their members is reward like the more quote unquote powerful ones. Right. Like people who give out give bags. It's yeah. The same sort of thing. Craig claims that she joined ESP to overcome shyness and is shocked and appalled by the actions of the cult. And, Ren- and Rainier and had no idea about any of it. Mm. No, once everything started coming out. Yeah. But she was in there for like five years. She knew. She totally knew what, she was, knew going what the fuck was going on. Now, Allison Mack, Allison Mack was put on the fast track when it came to being a part of Rainier's inner circle. Already in 2012, so two years after joining, she would be one of the first, she would be the first woman Catherine would see run up to Rainier when she first meets Rainier, when Catherine first meets Rainier Hmm. and kiss him on the lips. So Allison is the first one that she sees like bounding down the volleyball court. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So she to like kiss him on the mouth and shit. And she, when this let's let people know, this is not a typical like, Oh, it's good to see you. How you been? No, it's like a, on the, on the mouth. Just like a tongue, tongue down the throat. I imagine it's like a disgusting wet, but still dry somehow kiss from him. Like it's just like the worst kind of mouth breather kiss yeah. you could get. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's good to see you. <sighs> it looks so gross. Oh, God. And it's like happens like 16 times in a row, depending on how many women are around. Damn, there's a lot of swap. Ew. Yeah. Gross. A lot of swap. Swap. He knows what's going on with everybody's lunch. He's like, oh, yeah. Mmm, uh. veal parmesan. Mmm. Mm. Potatoes au gratin. Mmm, shepherd's pie. We really got to get a more, <laughs> like, nasty, like a less nasty food court. <laughs> what if everybody just ate, like, egg salad every day? Oh, God. I don't want to make out with that. It's disgusting. Egg salad? Oh. With mustard. That's okay. Yeah? Somewhat. I don't know. Allison's reign of terror would start almost immediately after showing up. 
and it included putting all the women in DOS on an 800-calorie-a-day diet. Jesus. Um, where the only thing they ate was vegetable broth with zero-calorie noodles. And it also eventually included her initials in the branding that women in DOS got as part of their initiation. Oh, she was in the brand too? Yeah, so if you, um, we'll see later that if you, well, we'll post it. If you look at the brand itself, it's both K-R and then in that another angle looks like A-M, which they probably did on, they definitely did on purpose. Jeez, what a little bitch. She's the worst. She is like a little... Ugly little snake. Yeah, a little fucking mosquito parasite. Yeah. Was she in? She was probably in like a fucking sorority and all that shit. Probably. Too. I mean, Sounds like this is just like hazing. Yeah, it, she said she loves it. But before Allison, there was Mariana Fernandez. She sounds like a bitch. She is. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Mariana was Keith's number one for a long time. So are a bunch of other women. But basically what happens is they age out. Oh, shit. They, like, stop being cute in his eyes, and he replaces them. And the weird thing is that most of them stick around even after they're aged out. Like, they're just, like, lower on the totem pole of, like, what I imagine is comparable to Mormon wives. Where they're not the number one wife anymore. Wow. They're still, like, hanging out and doing, like, all his bidding and recruiting women and... You know, basically bringing women in for sex trafficking and sexual abuse. So with Mariana, her story is particularly interesting because Mariana had two sisters, Daniela and Camila Fernandez. Mariana allowed Keith and other members of Nexium to imprison her sister Daniela in a room in what is alleged to be in Claire Brofman's house for 18 months. 18 months in a fucking room in one room with nothing but a notebook to write about what she did wrong because daniela refused to join the harem holy sh- why didn't she fight and break the fuck out i don't know i don't know Fer- fernanda or sorry fernanda Banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 90 day fiance yeah, reference yeah, again maria <laughs> mariana's other sister camila was then, I assume, forced to join the cult and become another underage harem member uh, and eventually was the head teacher for their children's program, which why which I will elaborate on in a little bit here. So she's number one. She lets her sister, they compared it to grounding her, but for 18 months. 18 months. That's that crazy. Is fucking insane. It's almost two years. Oh, in a room. In a room. In one fucking room. Yeah. Dude, I hope my brother listens to this. If if my brother put me in a room, I can only say brother because I don't have a sister, but if my brother put me in a room for 18 months, if my brother put me in a room for 18 days, if my brother put me in a room room for 18 hours, if my brother looks at me, I'm going to punch him in his fucking face. (laughs) 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 He knows why. Fuck him. No, I'm kidding. My brother's cool. But still, don't lock me in a fucking room for 18 months. I'll fucking break out. I know. Yeah. I mean, we don't we don't know. Maybe she there. Maybe it was like more fortified than just being a room because they only say a room. But we're also talking about a room that they have unlimited money to pour into because of the Bronfman's. Oh, that's true. So you're, they're, it could have been a cell for all like we a know. Panic room or some shit like that. Maybe. 
Dude, that would fuck your mind up forever, so goddamn bad. Forever. Forever. You're not getting better. Oh, don't say that. Well, I mean, it's true. It's true. It's like, hey, man, you were locked in that room for 18, 18 months. You okay? Yeah. You want to go to the movies? Uh, yeah, I guess. And then on the way to the movies, you're going to do something fucking crazy. You're just going to lose your fucking mind. PTSD is real. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody who's been locked up for 18 months, guys. Oh, my goodness. I love you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Also, you're kind of crazy. <laughs> oh no, you can recover. You can, yeah. There's there is hope. There's a way. <laughs> Lauren Salzman would later plead guilty to imprisoning a woman, and they only referred to it as a woman, but we can assume that it was Daniela Fernandez for two years. Um, when she pled, when she was on trial this year in 2019, Damn. but the status of Mariana and her two sisters is unknown right now. Oh, so nobody knows where Danielle is. We can safely assume that Mariana is probably still heavily involved in Nexium. And there are accounts that say that the other two are just trying to live normal lives now. Mm. But like so much of the story, it's still all ongoing. So we can't really say for sure where some of these people are. You think they have undercover people in there? Yeah. That that is fucking cool. Like Catherine did in her um, in her book, she explains that she had people who would report back to her within Nexium about God what damn. was going on. Wow. And I'm sure it's even more now, you know, because now like the FBI is involved and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. if they don't have undercover people in there, what the hell is the FBI doing? Yeah, FBI, fucking explain yourself. We're waiting. <laughs> Man, that's that's the time, dude. That is a hell of a thing. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck me. So that was Mariana, and that was hit the number one before Allison, and then there's Allison. But before that, there was a bunch of other women. and um, Each one's shittier than the last, I assume. Yeah, they were all just as cruel as him. Mm. That's what's nuts. And they just, like I said, they stayed even after being demoted. And... Uh, part of it, I also assume, just like many of the other just regular members who weren't even number ones, if they did try to leave, um, then they would just be chased down by Keith and Claire and sued for whatever reason, you know, or scared into not saying anything because they're defectors and they can use whatever collateral they already have against them. That's fucked up. So in the last episode, we covered a little bit about what Nexium and Jeunesse um, taught their members, including that they believe that women are disloyal and need to be controlled. And it's hard to pinpoint at the moment when each teaching, like what we know of the teachings, mm -hmm. was presented to a member because it seems like they were just shown different quote-unquote teachings and some of the modules as they were deemed ready by their coaches. So like while some people may still be at like the level where they're just talking about like how you, you know, it's your fault and <laughs> it's human. Like you can get rid of human pain by basically deeming it like an unreward or some shit. Right. Other people were already being like indoctrinated with the thoughts that they, that women are, are less than nothing and, you know, need to be taught to be good people and this and that. So everyone's just kind of at a different level just based on how probably how m 
willing you are to take on these teachings. God, I bet they're salting and like peppering that in there just randomly. Just, you know, they definitely are. If you know, if you do this, this is your fault. You're hungry because you want to be hungry. Women are garbage. It also, you got to really try and figure <laughs> out what you want to do in your life, and you're not there because it's your fault. You don't trust women. <laughs> 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 and they're like, yeah. Wait, huh? Wait, okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah, fuck women. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a good person. <laughs> it's very incelly. Very and very incel. Yeah, you know? he's super incel. Oh yeah, he is the incel. I wonder if they love him on those forums right now. I mean, yeah. If there's something Probably. that's lame or mm-hmm. wrong, they're like, "Yeah, that's cool. That's my fucking guy." Yeah, and that's my bro. Yeah, that's whatever. Does it make you upset? Then that gives me life. People need. The, I, I wish. I wish all those people would get their computers just thrown away. Like, they wouldn't be allowed to have a computer. Yeah. Wouldn't I that mean, be nice? That would be nice. That would be nice. If they could, yeah. If I would like for, I would like to break their computers in front of them. Yeah. You know? At least that. And forbid them from having one. Sure. Or just break their hands. Or that. Yeah. Or both. More violent. No, 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 no. Let's not endorse violence. Oh, yeah. Don't. Come on, guys. You're putting yourself in a positive light this episode. I'm very, ha- I'm very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just us on our couch, honey. <laughs> I can't say what I think. Hey, fuck that guy. Somebody should cut off his thumbs. Anyways. <laughs> it's just because he's from New York. That's yeah, all. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyways, next. <laughs> I wanted to mention the A portion of another portion of the mission statement only because it's so long that you can find it online if you look. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but this one is like the 11th bullet point in the mission statement when they feel like it starts getting real weird. Mm -hmm. And it says people control the money, wealth and resources of the world. It is essential for the survival of humankind for these things to be controlled by successful ethical people. I pledge to ethically control as much of the money, wealth, and resources of the world as possible within my success plan. I will always support the ethical control of these things. So, like, even in the mission statement, which is, uh, is one of the first things you learn, they're, be- they're telling you that you have to control people's money. And that was really his ultimate goal was to get like political power and control and it just so happened or not just so happened it very much was intentional that it started i feel like with women or women were the easiest to start with Mm -hmm. this feels like this feels like the guy who does the proud boys that dude shane whatever his name is if he didn't want to recruit other dudes and if he was just like "Eh, i'm just gonna do this thing for myself you know because i mean the, those are some of like the, that seems like the kind of same ideology that they have, you know. Like I have this form of thought, so I need to be in control of this, that, and the third. It's really fucked up. Yeah. So in the last uh, in the last episode, I mentioned that Keith had spent a lot of his time allegedly filing patents. Mm, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> And some of the patents that he had filed, he actually filed for Nexium. Um, and 
last time I checked, there was about 41 patents in Keith's name still available on Google for you to just freely look up. And some of them included the Rational Inquiry Sash patent, which is a patent for the sashes. Okay. That's just that's it. And he includes like illustrations. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. <laughs> With what? each one of just how the sash should fold on on the shoulder. Oh man. <laughs> and how the length and all that. <laughs> I really hope that he drew it on like food delivery bags. Oh my god, I hope so. <laughs> it's like a bag for Farmer John's, and he's like, "Oh, dude, by the way, this is the sash. <laughs> you got, you got to put it on like this, dude." <laughs> <laughs> he definitely used the ruler. If you look at the drawings, <laughs> it's very straight lines. It's like these are these lines are very straight. These dotted lines, they are quite quite precise. Oh man, wow. <laughs> what else did he patent? He patented the methods for resolving an issue and blindly resolving an issue. And then he patented like other stuff not related to Nexium. How, how can you patent a method? You can't. You can't. You like these are sorry, I should clarify. These are patent pending. Pending patents. Oh, okay. So which means you can you can just submit a pen a patent for pretty much anything. And it can be pending. So I can submit a patent for jealousy. Yes, <laughs> you would just have to like word it, a s word it in a very specific way and then submit it. And then it just sits in pending in review for forever. And then eventually there are people who are assigned to like the patent department or whatever it might be called, the patent office mm -hmm. um, to clear out bogus patents. This just means that they haven't gotten to his yet. <laughs> ah, that's nuts. That is nuts. The craziest one that he, the craziest patent that he submitted for review was called the determination of whether a Luciferian can be rehabilitated. Now, within Nexium, they referred to Lucifer, they referred to people, they, or really Keith, considered sociopaths as Luciferians. So that's how, Luciferians. Yeah. That sounds like a... It's like a, the church a, of a Rasta devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I mean, are, aren't they another word for Satanist? Like Luciferians? That's an actual legit. Is it, is it a legit term? I think it's a legit term for Satanist. I need to so go back to the underworld. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Satan. Is it, uh, is it like, what's his name from American Horror Story? Is it Papa, the yeah, voodoo yeah, doctor? Uh, exactly. What was his name? Papa? Papa Wembe. I don't know. I'm going to fuck that Papa up. Papa Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, holy shit. <laughs> Papa Devil Face. <laughs> <laughs> he was the coolest of the demons, though. Oh, man. <laughs> Luciferians. Say <laughs> <laughs> so that mercy. This patent was filed in 2007 and amended a bunch in 2013. In it, it was uh, basically an experiment where they had Dr. Brandon Porter, an Albany-based doctor, conduct what was easily what is normally known as a fright study, which was really brainwashing by showing content from films like the curb-stomping scene from American History X and the gang rape scene from The Accused and footage from Mexican cartels executing people to members uh, within Nexium, 
and recorded their reactions and asked them questions about how they felt about it. That is pretty harsh. There was really no absolute point to the experiment. And it's really unclear to me why he even tried to patent it. Yeah. Like, if I had some a study where I was like, hey, watch the rape scene in Irreversible and see how you feel. I would be so embarrassed that I even thought of it. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, let's patent it. I'd be like, let me just never fucking mention that again. Yeah, that's the that's the especially stupid part. It's like Ugh. if you were just trying to, like, mind control people. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just, are you trying to this isn't like Nazi Germany. Like you no one's gonna be like, Oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. This is a very this is what you guys have done. What's the, what is this? What is so that? You made them watch these films. That was the whole experiment. And it was good? It's good. It sounds good. You should be some part of a president somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> be like you. We're Nazis. <laughs> Dude, this guy sucks. He's got no redeeming social value whatsoever. Yeah. Whatsoever. Thankfully, in August of 2017, Jennifer Colville filed a suit against Dr. Porter, the guy who administered the test. Oh, good. Um, saying that he had conducted the experiment on her a year earlier in August of 2016. In August of this year, 2019, Dr. Porter went on to lose his medical license in relations to this study and other works he did for Nexium. So that's one down. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not stripped of everything. He's lost his medical license. I'm sure he's still going to be able to do some bullshit. So that sucks. But at least, you're right, at least it's one thing. So that's yeah. good. Small victories. So jumping back now to 2012, when Catherine met Keith for the first time, he was... He was already at one of his volleyball games, which I mentioned a little bit earlier. Right. They play volleyball on their knees, and they only <laughs> use their chins. <laughs> they wear flippers on their hands. And they wear oven mitts <laughs> on their buns. <laughs> so these volleyball games were his office hours, which I don't think I, la I mentioned last time. I do remember that. I do remember that. Maybe it's just us talking about it, but I was mm. just like, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I've been talking about this case so much or about all these things going on. So in case I didn't mention it last time, we just need to reiterate again that volleyball games were norm uh, volleyball games normally started at midnight. Right. And it wasn't just one game. Mm -mm. It was like seven or eight games. Mm -hmm. And between these games is when Keith would have like what were called office hours, which was the only time that members could talk to him or ask him a question. So he had to wait up all night if he really wanted to talk to him. And if he did, he'd, you know, casually jog over to the bench with his really way too high shorts. <laughs> he'd come and he'd sit down, he'd pull his socks up to his knees, and you'd have a couple of minutes to fucking chat with uh, what's-his-face. And be like, Keith, man, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you ask the Vanguard? Yeah, that? exactly. How, oh, how dare you do this? <laughs> With his fucking bowl cut. This guy sucks. I, men <laughs> 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 I mentioned this account encounter because this is also around the time um, that Catherine starts seeing some of the, the goings-on of Jeunesse at work. You know, she's already had the seminar at her house. And she goes to meet, or uh, she goes to level two. She briefly meets Keith, 
There's like 12 cheerleaders there at the volleyball game. <laughs> he kisses them all in the mouth. This is also when she meets Allison Mack. She kisses him on the mouth. It's all gross and chapsticky. Egg salad Yeah. <laughs> gross. Well, I mean, they're all actually probably not because it's all vegetable broth that they're drinking, right? I mean, some of them. They're all vegetarian. The vegetable broth thing comes into play when DOS comes into play. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. I mean, I know we're getting there. I'm excited. <laughs> so besides that stuff, she sees that. And then also at the house that she's staying at, there's another couple staying there. And she walks by. I might have said this last time, but this is when she walks by and she sees a woman sleeping on the floor, getting ready to go to bed on the floor. This is another Janesse teaching. <laughs> I know what this is. This is so fucked up. When she asks her why, she says she's willingly paying penance for defying her husband, which is not a command that her husband gave her, but instead a command that was given to her by her coach. And when asked why her husband didn't stop it, her husband said that she wanted her to be the best version of herself she could be. So that's Janessa at work. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in the pantry because I'm a snack. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's just like, no, you know you did wrong. Just fucking sleep on the floor. That way when he comes in, he'll know why he's mad at you. I watched the um, Lifetime movie of this, oh of Nexium. Oh my God. And they do show this scene. <laughs> and it's at I'll, to their credit, it is perfect because it's just like a happy, dumb looking lady curling up on the floor <laughs> in her little striped pajamas. <laughs> I'm just like, this is what my husband thinks is right for me. Oh, my and God. I think it's right, too. We're going to start reviewing Lifetime movies, guys. <laughs> we really are. We really, really fucking are. Because <laughs> they're just great movies <laughs> about really awesome topics. <laughs> <laughs> very serious topic. Yes, yeah, ser- uh, yeah, serious topic. Very serious, very really serious. <laughs> this is another Nexium pyramid scheme, basically. And as early as 2006, they had the Rainbow Cultural Garden, which was an unaccredited daycare program. Oh, no. On paper, Loretta Garza one of Nancy's assistants and longtime Rainier follower and harem member was the owner of this program. It was touted as a revolutionary child development program promoting children's cultural, linguistic, emotional, physical, and problem-solving potential. The children were supposed to be in it from infancy Mm -hmm. until they were 10 years old, and they were supposed to be able to teach them nine languages at once including Mandarin, Arabic, German, Hindi, and Spanish. There's nothing wrong with any of that. There's nothing wrong with this at (laughs) all. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Annual tuition for the program costs $120,000. I was so going to guess. I was going to guess. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. You know what the number was in my head, though? What? For some reason, $93,000. It's very close. Very close. I mean, you still would be short, and your kid couldn't get into the Rainbow Cultural Garden My program. kids got to learn these goddamn languages, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, well, this needs to happen. Keith, 
Parents were encouraged to stay away from their kids. I don't want to be near him. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's going through my shit. <laughs> what else? When this started to get popular, which was like a, around six, seven years later after mm-hmm. it started, so it was around for a long time, is also when India Oxen, India Oxenberg, Catherine's daughter, took out the rest of her inheritance because she had already spent all of her inheritance on Nexium, all of it. And it's an undisclosed amount, but once again, they are royalty. So much cash. Uh, so much moolah. Dude. She spent the rest. She took out the rest of it uh-huh. and spent it on Rainbow Cultural Garden. Uh. And then she became a teacher for them. So she was supposed to recruit, you know, rich parents and their kids into this program. And she only made money off commission. Teachers legendarily don't make enough. Like to survive. Right. And it's so fucked up. Yeah. You think when a teacher hears that, they're just like like part of their head explodes <laughs> just a small part yeah <laughs> she probably wasn't even getting paid a lot of the time i'm sure she wasn't getting paid at all right she's probably getting paid in fucking keith sweat yeah incidentally guys so good um listen to keith sweat he's a great r&b singer from the <laughs> i got it got it <laughs> Keith Sweat's like, keep my name out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me. Don't you talk about my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so once uh, everything, once it all came down, it was found out that the unaccredited teachers um, that were with the children were all DOS members. So they were all branded. Mm. Um, in addition, most of the kids in the program Surprise, surprise, did not learn any of the foreign languages <laughs> and supposedly had trouble speaking English, too, as well. I, I have trouble as well. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe a one word of what you're saying because you're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disloyal. And you're disloyal. You're no. Mm. <laughs> you can uh, still look up the Instagram for the uk sect of the rainbow cultural garden it's not active anymore everything all of them have been shut down because they're all unaccredited but the instagram's still up so that's fun that's good yeah (coughs) but before it went all down before it all went down loretta who was the owner on paper bought a home in august of 2015 in half moon that was worth 0.5 million dollars jesus and she lived alone never trust a person named loretta by the way loretta are you talking about Loretta Bob? Is that why you say that? Not at all. She's cool. She's cool. But uh, mo- uh, all the other Loretta's I know aren't worth a damn. That's two Loretta's. Ugh. Do you want to talk about the other Loretta? You seem really mad about her. She's my mom's friend. She's a bitch. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. We're going to move on. <laughs> Another group within the Nexian group was the male group. Hey. The male counterpart to Janice. Which is called the Society of Protectors, or SOP. <laughs> SOP it up. <laughs> <laughs> SOP enough justice. The sole goal of which was to protect the vanguard, Keith, and his harem. The sole goal. I love it. Although the methods right now remain pretty vague, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Vicente, one of the former members of Nexium, explained that the teachings turned them all into misogynists. 
So it was basically, sounds like it was basically just another sect where they just taught them that women were useless. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, they were also tasked with, should anything or anyone come after Keith, that they were supposed to be the ones to protect them. Mm. Catherine in her book describes that every guy she saw in Nexium felt very much like a beta male, Ugh. which I thought was an interesting observation. Wait a minute. What, what's beta male? So like there's alpha male and beta male. Oh, right. Yeah. Followers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they were all very much beta. Of course. Which would explain why they were so down with sop. And even involved in this thing at all. Yeah. yeah. Because honestly, Keith doesn't sound like an alpha to me either. I no. mean, I guess he became one within his little group of followers and all that. He sounds like how I think people used to envision nerd culture. You know, before like Geek She came along, mm -hmm. where it was just like, oh, this guy's a nerd. He's super smart and he'll get vengeance and all this other stuff. But he has, like, you know, it's. Take, take this out. I'm sorry. I don't no, know. No, it's true. About. No, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's just my first thought. He's like nerds before the Big Bang Theory. Exactly. 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 And you and, and, and but but as he's getting these followers, his head's getting bigger. He's becoming more and more of an asshole. You know, it's just like it's just changing him. Not that he was ever a fucking decent person in the first place. You know, I don't know. We're all born innocent, I guess. But no, still. he sounded pretty scummy early on. There are accounts of him from his parents that say that he would like say the same shit to all the women like to all the girls and so they would all like call the house mm -hmm. saying that he had told them that he that she was the perfect one and all this shit so he started with this like trying to manipulate people early on what would you do if you we have a kid right and he starts talking like this and we realize holy shit this little dude is like that you had to kill him I'd have to kill him? No, like we have to kill them. Okay, like so if it's I'm, like Damien from the Almond. I'm so glad you said we. <laughs> I'm so glad you said we. <laughs> All right, cool. Never mind, guys. Ignore that part. Anyway. <laughs> now back to Janice. The women in Janice did a good job of making it sound like a sisterhood, a skill they would also use to recruit women into DOS. Allison Mack, in particular, would reach out to writers and other celebrities, including Emma Watson. <laughs> she would talk. She would like reach out to them over Twitter, and like, m of course, they would never respond. But her tweets are still up, which is really entertaining. Oh, that's great! So one of the last ones to Emma Watson was at Emma Watson. I'm a fellow actress like yourself, and involved in an amazing women's movement. I think you'd dig. I'd love to chat with you if you're open. She also tweeted at Kelly Clarkson. I heard through the grapevine that you're a fan of Smallville. I'm a fan of yours as well. I'd love to chat sometime. So these are both in like 2013. Damn. Um, no, the actually the Emma Watson one was later, like 2016. Mm. But she just kept trying like all the time. As soon as she was in it, she was really in it and thinking. I love that she had like the ego to to think that these people who m actually matter in the sphere of celebrity. Mm -hmm. We're going to reply back to her like, oh, yeah, what's this about over Twitter? Like, <laughs> you know, that stuff, that stuff is rampant. It's it, it's everywhere. Did I tell you about the the uh, the Church of Satan that contacted me? No, a Church of Satan contacted you? Church of Satan contacted me. For the me. commercials? Um, They saw me on Future Man. Oh, no. And they were like, hey, I was watching Future Man. I really like, 
I really, really liked your character. I really liked the show. And would you have any interest in joining our group? No. And I was like, uh. No. <laughs> that was my response. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I was just like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. People was it over it. Twitter? It was over Facebook Messenger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. People reach out for like d- There's just the like, wildest like, stuff yeah. everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, recruiters, man. I guess that's the job, right? I guess that's the job, yeah. That's what you get paid to do. So you watch TV or you read something, or you look at a magazine, and then you're like, who's that? All right, hit him up. Who's that? Hit him up. It's like like when normally when you see an actor that you like in a thing, you're like, oh, man, I like that person. I'm glad they're getting work. But instead you text them and you're like, hey, do you want to give me your firstborn child? <laughs> <laughs> I really like your work. I thought you were really funny. Dude, I love everything you do. You're really fucking great. I'm going to need a gallon of your semen and also your bank account information. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't fill it up with a gallon right now, it's cool. I can wait. I went like down a, a, a wormhole mm-hmm. of finding all these social media posts. And so I spent like an hour scouring through a, like a bunch of them. <laughs> India Oxenberg still has one up that refers to really? Janice. Yeah. What's Be- that? It's like a, one of those little pictures of a quote you know oh. what i mean on instagram it oh says God. behind every successful woman is a tribe of women who have her back um and then it's hashtagged janessing hashtag janessing hashtag <laughs> it's your fault hashtag <laughs> hashtag your life is your problem <laughs> wow dude yeah yeah. That's pretty sick. It, yeah, it gets pretty sick. So the timeline is kind of blurry for like when the people, some of the women in Jeunesse in this like 2015 through 2017 through 2018 started transferring over to DOS. Mm. So I'm just going to skip it because if you want a more specific version of it, um, you can always read Catherine's book or Sarah Edmondson's book or listen to the podcast there. The the um one what is it called the uncover one the yeah. uncovered one they're all great and they have a really great version of the timeline so does the cut ar- an article on there but anyway we're gonna jump right into the some of the procedures for dos dos means in latin dominus obsequious sororium which means master over the slave women that is di- what it directly translates to which is already problematic i feel like once you learn that you should be like what yeah i feel like i'd be like hmm, t- tell me more Actually, he- tell me less <laughs> i'm gonna go no it's that meme it's a, it's spongebob getting up uh, yeah, yeah i'm gonna head out right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this is dos specifically slave women Yes. That's the translation. God damn it. Wait, like, well, Dominus of Sacrius Sororium. Right. Sororium, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it is uh, alleged by the Frank Report that the first members of DOS were some of the original harem, basically, which was Karen Unterreiner, Pam Kafritz, Rosa Lara Junco, daughter of Mexican media tycoon Alejandro Junco de la Vega, it's just a fun name to say. That is great. Loretta Garza, which we mentioned earlier, was the head on paper of the Rainbow Cultural Garden. Mm-hmm. Nikki Klein, Battlestar Galactica. Not a fun name to say, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Monica Duran and Mariana Fernandez. 
But considering that Pam Kafritz died in 2003 from cancer, it is likely that DOS started early on, but didn't become the sex slave ring that it became known to be until later on in 2016. Mm, I guess you got to build to become a sex slave ring. You know, you you got to start somewhere. You got to start from grassroots. Sure. Yeah. Feed in the pool. Exactly. Take it easy. Which is exactly what they did. According to ex-members, the whole gist of it was to get at least six members to join DOS and for each of their six, they in turn would bring in six more. So it's just another pyramid scheme. Damn. Um, well, it's formulated like another pyramid scheme, but right. a lot worse. Right. Um, so then they bring in six more, and then they bring in six more, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. 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 But the lawyer um, that, represented some, uh, that represented Keith during his trial said that DOS was created originally by eight women. Because one of them was engaging in self harm. This is like <laughs> this is such a weird explanation. This whole thing is self harm. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So see, they like basically what he's saying is that um, a group of eight women that were friends created DOS to help this one woman sure. that was engaging in self harm, mm-hmm. and that when Keith asked for her to have a commitment to not do it again, um, that is when DOS formed. So he was like, hey, promise me you're not going to hurt yourself anymore. Yeah. And she was like, I won't. And he's like, all right. Cool. These seven other women are not going to do it either. And they're all going to have sex with me yeah. now. One for each day of the week. Yeah. Do you have eight? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Twice on Sundays. So when you were present, so if you as a woman were presented with DOS, you're already in Nexium. You're already deep in Jeunesse, too. Mm-hmm. So you're already in it. And then you're presented with like an even more secretive, even more sisterhoody sisterhood. Fucking full throttle, man. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, all right. And all you have to do is provide some collateral. That's nothing. What do you want? I want nude pictures of you. Done. Every month. Got it. (laughs) You want different positions? You want me to mix it up? There's one specific position that you had to get into a lot of the time. Done. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Spread what? Eagle? Yes. Fucking... Peanut butter and jelly. Spread eagle with your face in the frame. Easy. 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 In reality, yes, this is what the woman had to provide in order to join DOS. Damn. I kind of thought you were fucking around. I kind of thought you were fucking around. I was like, you had a great sense of humor, baby. This is insane. That's so fucked up. So once you joined DOS and you were brought into this fold of other women, you had a master which was always a woman, and then you became their slave. And then whoever you recruited in turn became your slaves, and you were their master. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's just a class system. A little a bit. A caste system. A caste system is kind of that, but it's not just that. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm yeah, sorry. No, it, <laughs> trying to understand it is pointless. It will undo you, It sir. will undo you. Have you seen me? <laughs> Everything that that they do and everything that he says is just a bunch of bullshit Ugh. word salads. It's really it's the best way to put it. He just like whatever like piece of crap thought comes into his mind, he writes it down and it it he considers it genius, and then therefore sort of the stupid annoying people that are around him. Man. So anyway, so once you join DOS. 
you are told to sign your life away and include and like i said it, it includes giving damaging collateral not just like nude pictures but also they would record videos of the women um confessing secrets about themselves or about their families oh and you no. had to do this every month so and sometimes multiple times every a month. month yeah it wasn't just like a one time blackmail thing they were collecting information on you and basically every chance they got. What if you run out of shit? You were told to make it up. <laughs> like your 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 master would be like, just make it up because you have to turn in something. Because what they're doing is every time that they take a picture of the women in a compromising position or have a new video, they're texting it to either Allison or Keith. Now you as the slave aren't told who they're being who they're texting it to. You just see that they're like blatantly texting it to somebody else <laughs> as they're taking the pictures and shit. Fuck. So they have they collect all this damaging collateral um, in order to keep you in it. This is also when the women that are in DOS are required to be on that like five hundred to eight hundred dollar or eight hundred a day cal- calorie diet. Oh, these okay. This is the vegetable broth. Squad. These are the yeah. <laughs> BBS. Um. <laughs> and they said that it was to build character because women didn't have any. That's what they taught them. I get that. Yeah, it's totally true. I get that. Yeah. Every single time I have vegetable broth, I feel some character getting. My, I feel my character raise up. <laughs> This is so wrong, guys. <laughs> oh my God. Readiness drills were also a big thing in DOS. Members had to be ready at any time of day or night to answer texts from their masters. If the response wasn't within 60 seconds, all the women in the group would be punished with a number of possibilities, including paddling, starvation, running at night, just running, like running like five miles when you're already starved all the time, which is insane cold showers and some women were even forced to wear fake cowarders over their breasts while people called them derogatory names and then the worst of all well not worst of all one then <laughs> then it <laughs> got worse it's always a worst. yeah <laughs> it's always a worse <laughs> then it got worse story. okay then came the vow which was the branding ceremony Jesus. so according to sarah edmondson who had at first climbed the ranks of Nexium and was their top recruiter, but then would defect and denounce them, um, she explained it as such. Your master would approach you by saying that you would get a small tattoo, a symbol of the sisterhood and allegiance to Doss. That's how her master approached her for mm-hmm. it. Um, then the victims were driven blindfolded to at least two locations, both of which ended up being leaders' houses, like Mac and Lauren Salzman. Sure. When they arrive, um, they are told to undress. Then they're taken into another room where there are other naked women who you know are part of DOS. You recognize them. And a doctor, specifically Dr. Danielle Roberts, who was a longtime member of Nexium and was in, uh, was in specialist in osteopathy. Okay, I was about to ask what kind of a doctor she was. Wow. What is osteopathy? <laughs> She's say she's shaking her head and saying she doesn't know. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I put you on blast. Why did you do that? 
because I figured it's fun that we both don't know. <laughs> I'm looking it up what it means right now. It's a branch of medical practice that emphasizes the treatment of medical disorders through the manipulation and massage of the bones, joints, and muscles. So, so she's a bone doctor. I guess that's... Like osteoporosis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I guess that's kind of a good thing if you're... No, it's useless. So <laughs> the women that are <laughs> that are waiting for you hold down the new member or whatever while she is branded in her groin area with a cauterizing pen and no aesthetic. Wait a minute. It's in her groin area? Yes. It's down here like where you're like where the V like down like if you were to have low rise jeans on and then you pull the jeans lower. Oh. It's right above the the V of the vajay. Oh. Dude, I thought it was on your arm. No, it's it's down there. It's by your vagina. Fucking hell. Yeah. How big is it? It is a two by two inch branding, roughly, because the, it's not like. That's not small. They're not. No, it's not small. It's not a small Latin tattoo. <laughs> it's a small. Yeah. <laughs> when we say small Latin tattoo, we mean huge, horrific burn. <laughs> yes. Also, exactly. here's the kicker. <laughs> it's on your vagina. It's on your vagina. <laughs> it says K.R. Yeah. Or if you look at it sideways, A.M. We're DOS. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. On top of that, for at least one branding session that Sarah was a part of, Lauren Talsman told her to film it. There's footage out there of someone being burned. Yeah, there's plenty of terrible compromising footage of so many of these women. Oh, that's fucking so lame. Now, worse than that, there are multiple accounts of Allison Mack ordering her slaves to seduce Keith Rainier and to make sure that they allowed Keith to take compromising pictures of them to prove they had finished the assignment. Yeah, that's that's worse. That's worse. It can be assumed that the other leaders of DOS, including Lauren Salzman, for example, told their slaves to do the same. Which is now how Keith is getting a lot of these women to sleep with him. Oh, yeah. That's the... Per- Ugh. Yeah. The, the, uh. Within DOS, it was taught that sex with Keith wasn't about sexuality, but was a necessary step in order to learn more about yourself. <laughs> what? Yep. Jesus. Women claimed that... Some women claimed... Huh? That there was a blue light you would see if you had sex with Keith. And that it was enlightening somehow. That's a fucking light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) The light bulb. You know the guy from another room who was like, oh, yeah, bulb. (laughs) That's like, click. (laughs) I see the light. So this is all happening within DOS. Keith has members of his harem that are underage. There's all this weird sex trafficking stuff happening because a lot of these members that are within Nexium, within Genes, within DOS are illegal immigrants that are being paid under the table by Claire for, you know, like the, the Fernandez sisters. They were like that. Jeez. Um, so by 2017, a bunch of charges have been brought, not charges, but a bunch of people have started laying claims against him and reporting him to the news including Catherine Oxenberg, 
and Sarah Edmondson. So this is when Keith flees to Mexico. Okay. By two thousand by December two thousand seventeen. Now on February fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, so two months later t- roughly, the FBI files an official complaint against Keith. And inc- and it includes accounts of Jane Doe one and two, presumably one of them being Daniela Fernandez being sexual abuse victims of Keith between February 2016 and June 2017. There it is. In the complaint, Allison Mack is named co-conspirator number one. Later on, Keith's house is raided. They find $8 million in... Um, they find $8 million in an account belonging to Pam Kafritz, who had passed away in 2003 from cancer. In Keith's main house, um, which they called the Lair, which is really, it's not like what he <laughs> called it. It's what newspapers were calling it. Okay, I was about to say, you can't call it fucking Lair. No, dude. he called it the library. Oh, it's uh, called the Lair. Please call it the Lair. Don't call it the library, you <laughs> nasty bastard. Jesus. They found a box of identified white pills underneath the bed, which a lot of people theorize that he would put in the drinks of the women he was having sex with. Yep. And that could have been part of what the blue light was when that they, they saw was just them being roofied. Yep. Well, Cosby. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. So in March, tw- uh, in March of 2018, specifically March 26th, Keith is arrested in Mexico uh, in a Puerto Vallarta villa. They found him. Nice. Wait, so they can go over there and arrest him? Well, they, uh, I think what they did is they also had communication with the Mexican police. Good and it's the F because it's the FBI. It's not a uh, normal right. jurisdiction. Right, right, right. Okay. What's interesting is that they had Keith deported instead of extradited. Hmm. Yeah. And what's fun is that when he was found, Allison, Nikki, and Lauren were all present with him. They were all in the house with him. Hey. And so was one of the Brothmans. Sweet. And they chased the car for a while. And then when they couldn't catch up to it on foot, obviously, they got into their car and chased the police car until they ran out of gas. You know, and I wish. I and I know it's not true. Maybe it's not true. Were they violent when they caught him? No, not really. That's a shame. I mean, they were, and he, like, tried to run, but he didn't try very hard because he's, he's, you know, a wuss. That's the fucking really complicated thing because you, you normally see whatever cops try and stop somebody and they run, they always fucking, they're like, yeah. And in this case, it would have been so fucking pleasurable. It would have been so satisfying. Yeah. It is funny to, n- to think that what they did, though, is they, when they got to the border, they kind of just pushed him across. <laughs> And there are accounts of them like crying and like fighting back to not to not get pushed back across the border. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I mean that's good, but still, I'll punch him in the face. I'm yeah, like, this guy's a monster. On April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen, Keith is arraigned in New York. His lawyer is Mark Agnifilio, the defender of Pharma Bro. The same guy. Ugh. The is- defender of Pharma Bro was the guy that defended. <laughs> What was his name? We just talked about him in another episode. Oh, Screlly? Yeah, Martin yeah. Screlly, who had raised the price on one of the medications for HIV. Later on, April 22nd, 2018, Allison is arrested and charged. 
And what's interesting is I guess she traveled back to New York, probably, I assume, to try to hold down the fort for Nexium, and then they just arrested her when she got back because she was in Mexico. (laughs) 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 That's great. Now, on July 24, 2018, Claren Brofman was arrested on racketeering conspiracy charges and posted $100 million bail. Wow. So she was on house arrest Fuck awaiting trial. $100 million dollar $100 bail. Million dollar bail. Even if you paid 10% of that. Yeah. What's that? 10%, 10 million? million? 10 million. 10 million. Oh, that's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Allison and Keith were charged with the same crimes. Sex trafficking, forced labor, and both of them faced 15 to life. Allison's lawyers offered her bank account, her house in Clifton Park, and her parents' home in California as collateral for a $5 million bail. She met it and was put on house arrest. If that's your daughter, you're going to let her put up the house for, for, for her bail? Hell no, dude. Exactly. No, that's crazy. Exactly. Hey, especially guys, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Especially because her parents probably saw what a piece of shit she had become yep. over the years. Because now it's been like seven, no, eight years at Ugh. least. Eight years of her in this shit. She's been a bag of shit this whole time. Yeah. She know, you know she Before. never goes to see her parents. She never goes to see them. You know she's just been talking about Keith over the phone for like for eight ever. years. Forever. And she's skinny as hell. She looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> Is there footage of her crying when she's on the stand or anything like yeah. that? Yeah. Good. There's like Good. Yeah, there's like pictures of her. Good. Because if and she's oh, such a horrible person, I fucking hate that when people get convicted and they're just like, I didn't know what I was doing. You knew what the fuck you were doing. Yeah. The whole time. Exactly. You're sad you got caught. That's exactly it. It's huh. actually right here. Huh. The One of the reports says she apparently sobbed a lot and claimed to have had a year of introspection. When she well, this is when she goes to trial after Word. being charged. Cool. A year of introspection, mm-hmm. and that the sorrow, the sorrow she felt from the bottom of her heart for the people she'd hurt, and her desire now to take full responsibility for her conduct. I am moved by this. <laughs> God no, <laughs> I mean it'll probably happen. No, but no, 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 no. <laughs> at this point, this becomes just kind of. One of those montages of stills at the end of a movie where it just in text tells you what happens to yes, everybody. Exactly. Because we don't know yet. Because we don't know. So like Emilia- Emiliano Salinas, which was the son of the Mexi- one of the Mexican presidents that and who was heavily involved in Nexium from the start, really jumped ship from Nexium, Mexico and resigned as its head honcho because that's how far up the chain he was at this point. Mm-hmm. And so did so did partner. Alex and Alex Betancourt, which was his business partner. Dr. Brandon Porter, who we talked about earlier, who conducted the fry experiments. Um, we mentioned he lost his state license and he was also charged for failing to report the outbreak of a disease during Vanguard Week 2016. <laughs> he was charged with moral and unf- moral unfitness to perform medicine and gross negligence. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what disease it was. It was probably a sec- like an STD. Oh yeah, because they don't name it. I think it was like syphilis or something really gross and old, like yeah. typhoid fever. 
typhoid of the dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) This really is like the end of like Animal House or like (laughs) one of those movies where it's just all this shit happening. I can't hardly wait. Yeah, there you go. I was going to say Police Academy, but I don't think they do that. (laughs) So by July of 2018, there's charges against Keith and Allison and Claire and Lauren and Kathy and Nancy. And (laughs) when can we expect an answer for what happens to them? Um, Some of them have already been charged. We get it. Yeah, we're getting to it. But I do want to say this fun fact first. Reports from February of this year, 2019, when Keith is, was still awaiting um, trial, or it was still awaiting a verdict, um, reported his behavior and his circumstances in prison to be the following. His cell is infested with mites. Um, he constantly is ratting out other inmates. He's constantly claiming that he has high blood pressure and visiting the infirmary. He's constantly sobbing. <laughs> His nickname in jail is Crybaby Jane. Oh, nice. <laughs> and his lawyer claims that he has drawn a circle in his cell and walks around it to the equivalent of 15 miles a day, which is what he would walk outside of Half Moon or in Half Moon when he was free. He would walk around the neighborhood to the equivalent of 15 miles a day. Wow. Yeah. Is he is he in Gen, Gen Pop or like is he like... Um, he is at, I don't know. I, I know he's in the Brooklyn or was in the Brooklyn Metropolitan Detention Center. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So whatever right. that might mean to you, because you were from or are from Brooklyn. We're from Brooklyn. I am from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, yeah, if he's in the General Metropolitan Tower, that's on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn. And that place is rough. What I remember, <laughs> I mean, I've never been in jail, but my cousins have, they're criminals, and, and yeah, that place is rough. Yeah, Crybaby Jane. He's, he's probably, probably not with General Pop. Probably they'd probably, Pop, yeah. they'd probably, they'd murder him. Well, yeah, and also yeah. he would, all the, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. So in March of 2019, Nancy Salzman pled guilty to one count of racketeering conspiracy and two counts of racketeering acts. Coincident, not coincidentally, but that same day, Keith had even more charges brought against him. He had one count of child pornography Mm-mm. and two counts of sexual exploitation of a child, one a 15-year-old girl hired by Salzman. Three more defendants joined, ter- joined Nancy in basically pleading out their case. And turning against Keith Jesus. to avoid sexual abuse charges. Man. On March 25th, Lauren Salzman pled guilty to racketeering and racketeering conspiracy. She also admitted, like we mentioned earlier, to knowing and keeping one of the Jane Doe's, presumably the Fernandez sister, locked up in a room for two years under the threat of deportation. That motherfucker. So two days after Lauren's confession, mm-hmm. Claire Bronfman fainted in court after Judge Garufis angrily asked if she had just hired attorney Michael Avenatti, who had famously repped Stormy Daniels, um, 
but did not but actually oh my god my notes are so confusing sometimes. <laughs> Two days after Lauren's confession, Claren Brothman fainted in court after Judge Garofis asked her if she had hired attorney Michael Avenatti without disclosing it. This was important because not only had he famously rubbed Stormy Daniels, which isn't the bad part, it's just fun, mm-hmm. um, but he had been arrested two days earlier, the same day as Lauren's admission, and charged with bank fraud, wire fraud, and conspiracy to, conspiracy to commit extortion. <laughs> Her lawyer. Her lawyer. Tremendous. Wonderful. Great. Claire had apparently hired Avenatti to negotiate a lighter sentence for her in exchange for giving prosecutors information on another pending case, the one he had just been arrested for. Damn. Mm, yeah, so it's all juicy. It's all just it's all scandalous. Still too. This yes. is insane. Yeah. It's like, are you supposed to represent me? Yeah, I can't. But however, there are some problems. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's wrong with you? A couple of things, actually. <laughs> That's going to be fine. Yeah, you got to trust me. Lay in the cut, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be cool. On April 8th of 2019, Allison Mack goes to trial. She pleads guilty to the same to the same two felonies. Oh my god. She pleads guilty to the same two felonies as Lauren, racketeering and racketeering conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Each one of them comes with a maximum 20-year sentence. Ooh, delightful. But because of her plea, she will avoid all sex trafficking charges. What? Yes. On April 19th, Claire Brothman went to trial. <coughs> and was charged with two felonies, harboring an illegal immigrant and enabling credit card, f- credit card fraud. Mm-hmm. Her racketeering charges have been dismissed. Which is surprising and confusing to me. I don't get until I saw that she agreed to pay more than $96,000 in restitution to an unnamed victim, and in addition to that, pay the U.S. government a forfeiture of $6 million. Huh. So he basically paid oh, off yeah. the government. Yeah, she paid off. What a bunch of fucking bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show you can get away with anything you fucking want to as long as you have enough money. Yeah. God damn it. At the time that Catherine had finished her book, India had not yet decided to leave the cult. Mm -hmm. That was her daughter. India was living in Brooklyn, presumably in the same apartment her and Allison had shared for some time and was working at a vegetarian cafe, which we can immediately or which we can easily assume belongs to Nexium. Do we know the name of it? No. Oh, I wish we did. I wish we did, too. It's probably shut down now, though. Or Mm. maybe. Hmm. So in April of 2019, Catherine amended her book, and by then India had left the cult and was trying to rebuild her life. In June 2019, Keith was found guilty of all seven counts against against him. Let me take my notes. In June 2019, Keith Grenier was found guilty of all seven counts against him. Good. Keith, Allison, and Claire's sentencing has been postponed. And the last public update available was for September 2019, but it is currently in late October 2019, and we do not know the status of their sentences. And that's it. That's it. But for now. 
Jesus. And there's so many like little, uh, basically what I called side quests mm-hmm. on this story mm-hmm. that I didn't get to. This could be your entire podcast. Yeah. It's not. But I'm going to, like, I'll get sued. <laughs> 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 Those Bronfman sisters, they're not done. They're, they're going to come. I thank God I'm not, this isn't big yet because they're going to find it. They're going to yeah. be like, Jesus fuck. I don't know Christ. what that was. That's <laughs> them. That's just rich garble. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to how there's like a secret kid that Keith has. What? With a girl named Kristen Keith that he claimed wasn't his, but it definitely was his, but it looked bad if it was his, so he said it wasn't his. He kept. Just a kid. Just a, a person. According to Catherine's book. There is evidence to prove that he kept Pam Kafrit's body on ice, that he stole it from the hospital and kept it on ice so the death certificate couldn't be issued so that he could keep <laughs> using her money, which is the $8 million that they found in the account that he oh, was using. Oh, my God. That was in her money. name. That's the money. Wow. There's so many, there's so many fucked up things that he did that a lot of these women did, and that's the thing that is so interesting about this case is that a lot of these women were controlled and brainwashed but when does the line blur between like these women were all just what completely under his influence a lot of these women acted of their own accord yeah and had the power to leave at any time but some didn't some did that's why they got to be held fucking accountable for what the fuck they did no matter how much money you pay but a lot of them won't be because our country is a bag of shit (laughs) at times yeah. How do you feel? I mean, enlightened? Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you feel like you chunked? <laughs> Babe, there's so much chunk all over the table. <laughs> I mean, my hands are covered in it. Can you help me clean this chunk up? Right after I eat my vegetable broth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this fucking junk. There's so much that happened. There's, you know, uh, again, I encourage anybody listening to this to please, please go check out all the stuff that is currently going on with this. Yeah, it's not over. Um, the people who have come forward about it are very brave. Sure. They really did a big thing. Sure. A lot of them had to especially admit like Sarah Edmondson that, hey, I did a lot of shit wrong, but this is still I'm still coming out and denouncing this. And that's really good because, I mean, if you're held by some shit like this, I mean, you gotta like come out swinging and be like, "Yo, I am going to destroy you. I'm gonna bring you the fuck down." Yeah. Um. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. I'm glad neither of us are involved in a cult. No. Yeah. Though, you know, we always have time to start one. We talked about this. The cult yeah. of McDonald's. That's right. And the cult. Right. <laughs> what was yours? What was mine? <laughs> mine was heavily involved in Mel Brooks movies. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it's... Bla- <laughs> Mel Donald. It'll just be called Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Blazing Saddles, that'll be it. <laughs> and we eat oxtails all day. <laughs> Great. Jesus Christ. I'm going to be dead in a week. Um, <laughs> this has been a lot. Uh, thank you so much for bringing me in on this journey with you of you know major frustration 
and dominance because i really appreciate it no problem thank you for joining me thank you guys for listening um please follow us on (laughs) (laughs) it's drained you so much (laughs) it really here's the thing guys It, it is a crazy fucking tale it's just nonstop. It's like it's like an escape room, but there's like all these escape rooms inside these escape rooms, and they just lead to more escape rooms where there's people who have been just fucking wronged for eons. It's insane. It's crazy. It's insane. It's an insane story, and I'm glad it's over. I'm glad for whatever topic is next. <laughs> I'm so tired of looking at this motherfucker's face. <laughs> It's really done wonders for our relationship. It really has. Um, please follow us at Ad Bloody Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and follow Cash at. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at hashtag hashtag Cash with a K. Um, look for Cash Abdumalik on Facebook and Twitter. Exactly those things: K A S H A B D U L M A L I K, and. Fuck it, give me a phone call. Let me know how you're feeling. My number's three two. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>